a Lifetime original podcast. Getting that is the dog done? scratching the floor. <laughs> She's scratching the floor. The dog is scratching the floor. I tried to I tried to distract her with a bully stick, but she plays by her own rules. I love a Lifetime movie. Wow, she's blonde. She lives in Pasadena. She drives a <laughs> Mini Cooper. I bet I know this bitch, you know? <laughs> Something, first of all, half eaten anything that you didn't eat, that's rude anyway, okay? So whether they're a stalker or not, that's a rude person on your premises. You need to get to the bottom of that. No one's going to take me. I'm high maintenance. But <laughs> I guess they'd be taking old bitches. <laughs> How long have you known each other? Well, this is gonna sound cliche, but we actually met online. Not right, Callie. But uh, we knew right away we were meant for each other. Which brings us to the real reason we wanted you to join us here today, Mrs. Monroe. Callie and I have decided to get married. And welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, joined by my gorgeous, talented, hilarious co-host, Naomi Ekparrigan. Megan, that was very kind of you. You sound very um, virginal, very pure. Well, you today. know, I think it's because I'm in Chicago. Um <laughs> The, the second city. Um, and and this is obviously where I lost my virginity. <laughs> no. No, it's not, is no. it? No. Okay. No, by goodness. the time I moved here, I was a big old hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Good to see you. I'm really running on fumes, Maggie. And I'm just trying to, like, you know, I want to step up for you. I want to yeah. show up for the listeners, yeah. all of our dear friends. But... You know, I'm just going to let you know where I'm at, even though I will say the movie, uh, the movie we're here to talk about today, Under the Bed, it, it did jolt me. It jolted me. It jostled me. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. And perfect yes. for Al Hallows Eve. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we wanted to find a film that felt all of the Lifetime movies are spooky, honestly. Yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're a woman and you've gone outside, you know, they're spooky. And right. so, but this one this one had a lot of my deepest fears in it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I will say one of my deepest fears for this podcast specifically is watching the incorrect film. Mm -hmm, um, and mm -hmm. on on this glorious journey we went with Under the Bed, I um, I actually watched the wrong film uh, called, <laughs> called Under the Bed. Uh, there's a 2012 version and a 2017 version. And and I will have oh. you know that I took seven pages of notes. I started to read those. I actually mm. started to read those. And I was like, what? First of all, it starts with a man. So I know it can't be a lifetime. Well, and, you know, that should have been my first clue that I was <laughs> watching the wrong movie. But I just thought in my head, how many under the bed movies can there be? There's probably <laughs> 15. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and it didn't even at no point. Not even halfway through did I think maybe this isn't it. They're no. they're fully cursing. F bombs. 
shit what? shit bombs and then <laughs> and then the movie ends with graphic deaths <laughs> what megan megan how did you see this movie all the way through will you just give me a quick recap of this okay. under the bed okay the, yes. the one you watched it first? yes so here is the very quick recap of the wrong under the bed okay so it is mostly about a boy named neil and he is emo <laughs> and scary and you get the impression very early on that he burned something um okay. like his house or something his mom oh, okay. his mom is dead um, his dad is really angry. Um, and yep. his dad has a new girlfriend who's super nice. Okay, so all of this feels kind of lifetimey. Okay. Um, but it's about a little boy. Not a little boy, a, a 19 year old boy. Okay. Even worse. Well, I, That's thought, even less. I thought at some point maybe it was going to pivot and be mostly about the girlfriend of the dad. <laughs> Okay, so he has a little brother, um, and what ends up being the crux of what's happening is that a terrifying monster lives underneath their beds and comes out at night and tries to kill them. Um, what? But it's like whenever they fall asleep. So at one point, the little brother falls asleep at school, and the monster shows up, and it's like Freddy. Oh it's like grosser Freddy Krueger. Like oh my, like God. a drippy mouth, like a head that opens, and so. They end up like going. The dad is like at his wits end. And so mm -hmm. he sends them over to spend the night at the neighbor's house. And they're like, we don't believe in this monster. And then Neil turns off the lights and the monster comes out and he rips both of the brothers heads off. <laughs> Jesus. There is. Megan, can you tell me what you watch this on? Because, you know, um, that couldn't have been on Lifetime Movie Club. No, so I need to know where you it found was on it. on Amazon where I watched the right under the bed. So oh, he rips goodness. off their heads and then they go back over to the house. It ends up they're very angry dad. He gets killed by the scary monster. And okay. then at this point, they're like, good. OK, I guess you guys were right. There was a monster living <laughs> under your bed. Neil, his brother gets sucked into hell, actual hell. Oh, and wow, then wow, Neil wow. has to like go down into hell. But he's got like a rope tied on him. So he gets his brother. The girlfriend drags him out of hell. Yeah. And then what ends up being able to kill the scary monster monster is we learned over the course of the movie that Neil's mom died when Neil set his house on fire trying to kill the monster with fire. Ooh, wow. Yes. Okay. And so the mom's ashes are in the garage and Neil dumps the mom's ashes on the monster and that's what kills him. Okay, now I'm out. <laughs> now I'm out. Okay. Now, Megan, Megan, I'm very, 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 I'm sad and also still so shocked <laughs> that you watched this entire film entire thinking it's a Lifetime movie. movie. <laughs> entire um, movie. It was giving me real Harry Potter vibes. You know, like the mother's love killed the monster. You know what well, I mean? Well, but in Harry Potter, <laughs> no one ripped off Hermione and Ron's heads. So I don't know about that. This is very dark. Was this an American film? Yes, it American. It sounds foreign. No, it okay. was American. And there was blood everywhere. I mean, like puddles, gushing blood, Ew. like intestines, like gruesome, gru gruesome, gruesome. <laughs> and I thought, boy, did Lifetime give us a Halloween flick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you guys, given that that's what Megan watched, I'm going to give you just the quick logline for the under the bed we're going to be talking about. And as you hear it, just think, would I have confused this, <laughs> this movie for whatever Megan just watched? <laughs> Lifetimes Under the Bed follows a young woman who is trying to get over a recent breakup while, unbeknownst to her, an obsessed stalker takes up residence in her home. 
Okay. Y'all, this movie was, it's giving you Blair Witch shaky camera. It's giving you unhinged behavior. I will tell you there is a warning. Something does happen to a dog that like, we ain't even going to talk about that much, but it was dark, dark, dark. Yeah. But I will say this is the perfect film to talk about with our special guest that we will have comedian, writer, and host of the podcast, not another true crime podcast, (laughs) Danny Murphy. And so I feel like that's going to be really good because there's like a a lot of darkness here. Again, not Mm -hmm. as dark as that under the bed you saw, Megan. (laughs) Oh my God, this is scary. And I think we got to get into it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay. So we do open on a title card that says inspired by true events. And that, Mm -hmm. based on what happens in this film, that is horrifying to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. This is scary. I know people's heads don't get ripped off, but it's a (laughs) lot of my fears happening. So we do see a blonde woman. She is driving around what we soon know to be Pasadena. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The neighborhood I would live in if I had even one more dollar. (laughs) And so I'm like, wow, she's blonde. She lives in Pasadena. She drives a <laughs> Mini Cooper. I bet I know this bitch, you know? <laughs> That's what I was so thinking. You felt it. She's every woman to you. You're like, wow, I know her. I yes. am her. And as okay. they were going around and showing sights, I was like, this is Pasadena. This is not mm-hmm. faux. We are not in some, we are not in the. Right. This is in, not Vancouver subbing for mm-hmm. Pasadena. This is not Van Nuys. This is Absolutely. Pasadena, home of the Rose Bowl. Okay. So <laughs> very exciting for me. I don't want to tell you how close I live to it because I don't want someone living under my bed. Um, <laughs> our protagonist, our lead, her name is Callie Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we see her sort of like going through her day as a Pasadena journalist, we all. <laughs> her day is a Pasadena. <laughs> (laughs) a journalist. We also see what I would call a gloved assailant who who has... (laughs) This movie takes the classic Lifetime hooded figure to the max. Yes. Okay? They're saying, how much less can we show you to let you know someone is still being watched? Okay? And it's just like, a gloved hand. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just like, okay, there is someone around here, we have no clue, but they are watching you girl yes and they have like pictures of other women you know Mm -hmm. with like other names and you're like okay this is obviously a man um i i don't know if i've ever well i guess i've seen on catfish um some girl on girl stalking uh but this is a this is a man who like stalks women as he like goes through victims and Mm -hmm. his current victim is Callie and he is like studying up on her like Mm -hmm. she wrote an article about climbing Mount Kilimanjaro so he's like making little notes he has like a notepad (laughs) where he's like Kilimanjaro likes (laughs) apples like just writing random things that you're like I don't even know if this is gonna help you that much 
And then basically we we get the sense, you know, without there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie, which is very interesting because basically like we sort of see her at work and you see her on her own social media page, like her own, you know, Facebook-esque page, IG-esque page. And she's sort of taking down photos of her and her what we now know as ex-fiance. Yeah. And so and she's also like looking up how to dress for a date, you know. That wasn't and her. That wasn't her. That was our glove assailant. Our he gl- was looking up how to dress for a date. He was looking up how to dress for a date because that he was packing his bag because he's going on a little trip to live oh in Cali's God, right. under her bed. So he packed chloroform, classic, classic, classic lifetime buffet item, mm-hmm. a syringe. You know, you got to have that in the salad bar and also a button down shirt. <laughs> because it's a date. Because it's a date. He said, I'm going to be biz cash. While I inject you with God knows what. All right. So we see Callie. She's like at work. She's working on a piece about a politician who's cheating on his wife. And now I really thought this was going to come into play more. Kept looking for it, hoping for it. Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Um, no, no. Oh, and or maybe thinking like, did is the gloved assailant sent from the state senator or whatever the hell he is? <laughs> um, no, this is now that would have been good actually because as it stood, it did. Th- we're gonna get this did not coalesce for me as a motion picture. I'm gonna tell you that I thought it was highly stylized. I thought it really, you know, it was lifetime taking a big swing, which I love to see. But in terms of story, it didn't coalesce for me. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Continue, Megan. So Callie goes to lunch, um, white tablecloth lunch. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a that's a lunch we only go on if we're being taken out. But she is meeting up with gal pal Ronnie. Ooh. Hey. Hey, sorry I'm late. Jerry cornered me on my way out. Again? Never know, Cal. He might surprise you. I don't think I need any more surprises. Thank you very much. She does valet her car. Um, yes. And this is important to note because she gives her keys to the car. And then as she's at lunch, we see someone use her keys to go into her house. Absolutely. And this is my nightmare. You know, Grant, this is part of why I don't drive. I think having a car is more trouble than it's worth. And whenever Andy will like the few times we have to valet, I'm always like he just I'm like, take the house keys off. Just give them the car key. Naomi, okay? I, I have never thought of this. What? And I live to valet. And <laughs> I, we just got new locks put on our house. And now I'm only going to give the clicker. You got to just give them the clicker. You cannot have somebody had access because they can press that key. I know. While you're having a meal or a drink. No, it's really, really terrifying. So let this be a lesson. Um, it's a lesson to me, for sure. Clicker, yes, clicker only. Okay? Clicker only. Don't even, only. don't even give them whatever the little dangly things on the keys are. What are those called? Keychains? Keychains, thank you. <laughs> Do not give them the okay. keychains because this man seems to have fallen in love with one of our keychains. I know. Also, this is what I'll always say. If you really want to go in deep, deep, if you're like me and you live in really deep fear, your registration, which has your name and address on it, like if you know you about to valet or you're going to be, wait, put that maybe like in the trunk of your car, you know, like kind of like hide it under stuff. Because normally the, the person will just keep it in the glove compartment, which is exactly where a person who wants to find out will think to look. You know, don't take it out of your car entirely, but make it so that if somebody is just like driving your car to a spot, they can't just pull out your registration because that has all your info on it. Oh, my gosh. 
And Megan, you is, be out here looking real cute. I and remember that time you was at the post office and this man was staring at you? Yes. You you could get took. You could get took, okay? Somebody could show up at your door. And I always think I'm past getting took age. You know, like I've no. aged. Once you get Botox, it's like, no one's going to take me. I'm high maintenance. But <laughs> I guess they be taking old bitches. They be taking them. Also, you look young. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Thank it's you. like, Thank you. so that's why I was thinking they'll be like, okay, let's like, let, they'll be like, let me take this 24 year old. And then, and then, and then they get you. <laughs> then they get you though and hear you talking and they're like, oh yeah, she old. Yeah. I'm you like, see what I'm saying? They'll grab you and then they'll put you back. Well, that would be great. <laughs> if you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky. I, I hope they, oh my God. No, and you know I love to flirt. And I live very close to Pasadena and I love meeting friends for lunch. Okay. Pasadena does have difficult parking. So it's like, I understand wanting to valet. It's very difficult. I know, I okay, know. Okay, so while they're at lunch, the, the, the stalker is in the house. We do shoot out of the cannon in that way. Like, we are not right. wait, having to wait long for the stalker to literally start camping under her bed. Um, right. We we cut back and forth between him sort of, like, rifling through her stuff and just being yeah. nasty, if I yeah. can be honest. Yes, he was being re- he's been real nasty. And also, but also, so basically, whenever we're seeing something from a stalker's point of view in this movie, it's like a shaky, handheld camera vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why I'm saying a little Blair Witchy. So you know we're in her house, but it's like, as seen through his eyes, because he is recording everything. He is recording all of it the entire time. So he's even like taking video of the pictures on her shelves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. like getting everything. And yeah, it's like, and he's, yeah, like touching her underwear and things. Yeah. And I'm Which like, oh, is Lord. like, it's like you are creating a lot of proof that you did. Yes. You know, like this is a lot yes. of evidence against yourself, stalker man. Right. The one thing I did notice that I found sick is that on Callie's shelf, she had a framed photo of herself by herself just holding a cherry between her teeth. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very odd. I I think uh, that's Lifetime sort of signaling to us like Callie's a fun girl. But it's your own picture on yeah. your own shelf? It's, I just it's the easiest way. It the, the it's the oldest trick in the book. If you want to show someone's a fun girl, you post a photo of them with a cherry between their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew this, Megan, and now yeah. that I know this, mm-hmm. that's the only way I'm going to pose. So thank you. You're welcome. But, so the whole thing is, you know, Callie, she has broken up with her fiance, as we said. Mm-hmm. And so when she's talking to her friend Ronnie, you know, you can tell Callie's like still down, still depressed. I, the house she lives in is the house they lived in together. Yeah. So then I was like, OK, well, maybe that's his photo. It's like, OK, anyway. But the whole time. They're talking. Ronnie's just setting up like, well, you have your birthday coming up this weekend. We're going to go out on your ex's dime dime. because he Mm -hmm. paid for the party already. And so it's like, okay. Um, However, with that in mind, so from the beginning, we're like, your birthday's this weekend. Mm -hmm. So you guys, this movie is not more than like, doesn't take place over more than five days. Yeah. So it's real. I mean, when we talk about this action out of the gate, the terror it is real, real quick. Mm-hmm. So it, lunch basically ends. She gets back in her car and she's driving around town. She's sort of like running errands because she's not in the office this week. She's going to be working from home. But like she does. I don't know who brought 
the car back to her. Like the valet, he was the valet and he's in our house now. So right. like, was he clocking off? And then, <laughs> and then, so, and he like got, I, the logistics of the key. Um, yeah. You're right. Maybe he yeah, yeah, took yeah. like an outline of it. So while she's driving around, she's listening to like talk radio and mm-hmm. it's a lot about, there's like an author talking about like public life versus private life. We think we know and the ones others think they know, but both are fantasies, you say. Uh, we also see her go to the drugstore and she gets a, a prescription filled for Ambien. She like pays for it off of her insurance. So we do know she has sleeping Absolutely. pills. But um, also, you can't just get Ambien, FYI. Okay, for the listener, you need a prescription. Mm-hmm. I tried to get Ambien w- when I was in New York for my doctor in California and she was like, it's a controlled substance. I cannot give that to you. Like with my out-of-state license even. I was like, even though you're my doctor, I'm traveling. Yeah, I have you, so much going on. You would think like New York and California, they should recognize each other. You know, exactly. they're birds of a feather. Um, so she's going around town. And here's just like a little taste of what this author is talking about on talk radio. I think that it's just another way of creating a fiction about yourself that you hope will get attention. It's like, what? Even that's like ominous, kind of. You know, <laughs> like I'm like, are you... Are you a stalker? Um, While she is driving, we're getting more cutting back to the stalker. And at this point, his activities have escalated. We see him using her toothbrush. Y'all. Y'all. Puts it back. Like, uses it. And then puts it back for her to use it. That made me so sick. It made me so sick. He lifts her toilet seat and pees in it. Yep. And... When we get home, she notices that he didn't put it back down um, and he puts his bag under her bed like he just, like he's moving in. He's ha- moving in. And I'm wondering, how does he know that she because ha- like I have a bed you can't hide under. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But that's why he was there earlier, probably to see, okay, where am I going to post up? Gotcha. But I just think to be under a bed is so uncomfortable because also she has this big house, so there is more space for him to hide in. But it's like he really wants to feel like he wants the box spring on top of him. That's how close he's trying to be yeah. to her. He won't like go in a basement. No, he wants to hear her sleeping and breathing. Exactly. And exactly. he films from under there too. Yeah. Well, he's filming every which way. I swear to God. I, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I wouldn't feel like someone was watching me. That's the thing I felt uh, about yeah. the movie. Callie never like had the hairs on the back of her neck stand up. No. Which to me, I'm like, he is right up in this house and you yeah. have wood floors. You telling me you don't sense anything? No, and there's times where he was like too close. Like I'm like, dog, you're going to get caught. I know. Um, so Callie eventually gets home. She goes into her garage. She sees all of her exes like stuff in boxes and is like, oh, good. Um, so like he still has like a presence there, but he's not physically there anymore. And then we meet her neighbor, Dennis, um, and they have their first of 25 conversations <laughs> about a broken sprinkler head. Hey, Callie. Oh, hi, Dennis. Uh, hey, I've been meaning to tell you, you've got a broken sprinkler head on the side yard. It shoots up like Old Faithful every day right after you leave. And Dennis, I don't know, he weirded me out. See, you said he gave you the creeps, but like he had a lame dad energy to me. Like Dennis is like 62. He's like a widower. That's the vibe I got from him. It was like a lame dad energy. He like wants to help the young lady. But why? So, but like, tell me why you think he's creepy. I say, please provide evidence to support your thesis. Why does he want to help her? You know, I don't trust I don't trust men that just want to help he's, blonde gals. He's lonesome. Uh, he was he gave me he was always lingering like he was mm. always staying like 
two beats too long. <laughs> and yes, to yes, me, yes. it's like, get lost. I did have yeah. a I did have a neighbor like this who would who was an older man who I was always like, oh my God, he's so nice. And my friend was over once uh, when he came over and she was like, hi, like made herself known. And he was like, yeah. oh, I didn't realize someone was here. And then oh. when he left, my friend was like, he's going to kill you. <laughs> So, oh no! So uh, he, he, he was that, and that was the same vibe as Dennis. Like okay. a lot of like, why, why are you coming over at eleven o'clock at night to talk to me about like the community board? You know, like that's a <laughs> that's a that's a daytime combo. Oh yeah, but also don't answer your door at eleven o'clock at night. Well, I answered it that time because my friend was over. Oh right, 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 right. And I said, an "Good luck trying to kill both of us." <laughs> She's from Chicago. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, basically, it's like so now we just have. Callie in her house and basically we start to see her go about her nightly routine through the stalker's eyes. He is getting all of it. He is, you know, he's from under the bed. She's walking in the bathroom. The toilet seat is up again. I must be losing it. No! Yeah. I'm sorry. If my toilet seat was just up and I live with, and I live with a man. And if my toilet seat was up, I'd be like, okay, what's happening? Yep. Something's going on here. Oh, so I, let alone living by myself. I'd be like, there'd be no way I would ever. If I CJ's very good at not leaving the toilet seat up. If it is left up, mm-hmm. I slam it in a way that's so loud and aggressive that he immediately goes, sorry. Like it's right. like the, the you know, but yeah, to, yeah. to just be a woman alone and it be up, I'd be like, someone came in here. Someone came in here. And so it's like, I don't, if anything, I'm like, I would have not, I, I thought she was going to knock on Dennis's door and be like, did you use my toilet? If you needed to use the bathroom, you should have just asked. But Is that what no, you were no, talking no. about when you said a broken sprinkler? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Sprinkler heads broke. But, you know, as she's hearing these little weird sounds and she goes to check on it, again, the stalker, again, he's fully in this house and she does not realize he is following every single step she takes. Yeah. But then she's sitting in bed working and she gets an instant message, basically, right? Like, it's looking yeah. like AIM, like which a, I was yeah, like... Yeah, like a G-chat or... Yeah. From someone who goes by the name Nobody, which is N-O-B-U-D-Y. Yes, oh, and they have an owl God. avatar. And to me, that's already a no-fly. Exactly. That's already a no-fly. And he, and like, you know, because she's been in the house drinking some wine. And the first thing nobody says is, I hate drinking alone. Which, again, she, to me, does not have her spidey senses on. Because mm-hmm. it's like, how do you know I'm drinking? Would be the first question. Yeah. You know, they sort of like chit chat for a little. She definitely entertains it in a way that yes, I wouldn't. And I absolutely entertain things. Um, <laughs> and then he compliments her Kilimanjaro article. Um, yeah. And then as this is happening, we see obviously that it is stalker messaging her from inside her own damn house. Right. Right. Um, and then even as her mom, her mom calls her mom played by Beverly D'Angelo. Can you handle it? Legend. For a true icon. They got Beverly D'Angelo in here. And I mean, they didn't use her enough. I felt I, I felt like I, I bet know. she was like, you can have me for one and a half days, you know, and then they <laughs> yeah. were like, OK, we'll work around that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's there. She's right. present. You know, Freddie's there. Right. But even as she's talking to her mom, he's recording the conversation. Mm-hmm. She's when she goes to bed, he's not only filming, but he's like walking around her bedroom. And I'm that not that heavy. Exactly. I'm not that heavy of a sleeper, you know. And, and maybe that's like where the ambient comes in. I guess we don't see her take it, but it's like, oh, she could be on it. She was drinking. I feel like I'd wake up. 
okay, see, this is what I was wondering. Cause I was like, they set up Ambien, but then nothing really happens with it. And so I'm like, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe the purpose of the Ambien is kind of set up that she can, she's now sleeping through all of this stalking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the morning, she has her hand flung over the bed and he's filming it. It looks very like <laughs> what lies beneath. Um, and then she gets up. We see her use the toothbrush that we know he Ugh. used. So that was Ugh. really upsetting. And then she's putting on workout clothes. She makes um, a smoothie mm-hmm. and then she goes out for a run. And while she's out, he drinks her smoothie. Like yeah. takes yeah. a bite of an apple, puts it back and then uses her toothbrush again. Ew. And then this psycho. And then he adds, and as afterwards we see he's adding this to his list that is titled <laughs> Callie Likes. And what does she like? Smoothie and mint toothpaste. That's not a like. That's what toothpaste flavor is. And also, though, he's like, he lists hiking Kilimanjaro as a yeah. like, which I'm like, that's not a like. That's something someone does one time and then talks about for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and she did it for her job, too. Like, yeah. he's, this is why he's single. I'm assuming he's single because it's uh, like, yeah, it's safe to say if he got time to move in under the bed, he's single. Think if a guy was like, um, I know you like mint toothpaste. I'd be like, you're <laughs> you live under people's beds. <laughs> like you're a crazy person. <laughs> OK, so he does. He is like looking at something and spills her red wine. And then you're like, he's going to get caught. Right. Um, he he like puts something on it and then cleans it later. So he doesn't yeah. get caught from them. But basically she comes back. She showers. He films her while she's in the shower. Of course. And then he films her from her closet. Like she goes to get clothes out of the closet and he's in the closet and she doesn't see him. This is what I'm saying. It's like Kelly. Also, too, it's not like she has such a high bed either where I'm like, Someone is under there. You telling me you don't hear? He has to breathe at some point, Megan. Yeah. You know he farted at least once. There's no way that this man is not leaving a footprint in this home. She is, I mean, look, I get it. She's like sad because she's being, she's been broken up with and she's sad because she has to work from home. I don't know. But it's not, that's not enough to be, for someone who's at home the entire movie, mm-hmm. I would think she'd be more clued into her home. I just, I can't, I can't. And then he just starts messaging her again. Yeah. And she's still talking to him. I know. And I just don't understand why she is chatting with Owl Avatar. No, and he's not good. Like the banter is yes, weird. Yes. He's it's, not funny or charming. No. And he's saying things like, we all have secrets. It's like, that's when you block someone like that's not even like a stop talking it's like i'm blocking you like exactly you're you're not able to tell me why you messaged me do we have a mutual friend in common right you refuse to tell me your name it's like if you refuse to tell me your name it's like we're not talking like i was like you're trying to like you know steal my money you know this man is like trying to steal your banking information i'm just like why why would you even this is a foreign prince who's like i'm lost in a country type energy and Callie is not like Callie is like a beautiful successful journalist in pasadena like this is not a woman hard up that needs to be talking to owl avatar dudes right exactly the only reason i can think i'm like as someone who really hates writing and loves to procrastinate, mm-hmm. that to me is the only reason she could possibly be ta- yeah. having these chats. Because she's like, oh God, I just want to, I cannot write right now. Or like, she's like, I can't think. Okay, nobody, what are you doing? But again, because it's not like crackling no, it's not dialogue. Fun. Then I'm like, is this really? I'm like, go like watch TV or something if you're procrastinating. Don't talk to this owl. Okay, so luckily there is a saving grace to this nobody conversation that's going literally nowhere um when her mom beverly d'angelo arrives with a birthday lasagna 
Yes. And now that's my mom. That's my dream mother right there. Birthday lasagna. Um, Even though Cal- Callie's vegetarian, but <laughs> yeah. I still think it's okay. I know, but Lily's <laughs> like, it's your favorite food and you're going through a breakup with your fiance. So I brought it anyways. Um, and then and then they have this like classic mother-daughter convo. I hope you at least cashed in the engagement ring. I gave it back. Oh, why did you do that? Can we not talk about this right now, mother? Well, at least cover the cost of the dress. It's not about the stupid dress. I can't imagine your father doing anything like that. Mr. Perfect. What did you say? Okay, so yes. the dad is dead. He was perfect in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in the mom's eyes. And it's obviously like put sort of unrealistic expectations on Callie and Callie's life partners that she chooses. Mm-hmm. So we see some of this in the first person. Um, and then we see some of this from the stalker's point of view. So he's like down there watching them too. And then her mom leaves for Vegas, which is a classic widow move. Um, <laughs> and that's the moment that Callie notices that there is a bite out of an apple that she did not take a bite out of. At what point do you sweep the premises? Okay? Somebody bit into an apple. Mm-hmm. You're the only person in the house. So you know you didn't bite into the apple. Somebody bit into the apple. Callie, she just really like shrugs off a lot of things that is a little infuriating. And I just yeah. like can't ha- y'all, if you come home and you see something, first of all, half eaten anything that you didn't eat, that's rude anyway. Okay? So whether they're a stalker or not, that's a rude person on your premises, you need to get to the bottom of that. You need to root them out. Because once you take a bite out of an apple, you have ruined that apple, okay? That's no longer edible. I'll see something moved and be like, someone moved that. And CJ's like, yeah. I saw you do that. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the Cali spectrum. Yes. I'm like, there is a ghost. And he's like, <laughs> Megan, you left the cabinet open. Like, I saw you walk out of here. I'm like, there is a presence in the home. Okay, oh my so God. she's working again. Nobody pops up, says some weird thing about posers and cheaters you're weird get out of here <laughs> so then Callie gets an alert and she needs to go pick up her mom's dog I for some reason thought it was going to be a cat and was really excited when it was this cutie dog the dog um, is so the cute dog you is guys really cute. I was like really in love with this dog so while she's out of the house he finishes the red wine stain cleaning and then he like goes through her music folder to like mm-hmm. he can she, he can add that to her likes under yes. Mount Kilimanjaro and exactly. toothpaste um, he does smell her dirty running clothes and I think he Ugh. may have masturbated. Ugh, I don't want to hear it. Sorry. Megan. I think Megan. he did. There was- I was disgusted at, at the toothbrush and so like once that possibility came in, I was like, get me out of here. Okay, so Callie comes back with Freddy, this dog we love. And the dog is immediately like, girl, there is someone in your house. Like, he is like, I, barking yes. and going nuts. And he goes right up to the bed. He yes. goes right up under that bed yeah. and starts barking. And then she's like, oh, you want this stuffed animal that's on the ground? And it's like, first of all, whenever Mabel, as a dog owner, whenever Mabel's like kind of fixated on a spot, mm-hmm. I will go to that spot and see what it is. Because yes. like sometimes she's just like looking at a bug and doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Or she's like trying to lick something she shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? But like, if you really own something, I'm going to look down and see what you see. The whole point of animals is that they're supposed to tell you when there's going to be an earthquake. Yes. And they got to tell you when there is danger afoot. Do you ever, is she ever barking at something and you can't like figure out what it is and you think maybe it's a ghost? No, actually. She hasn't no. had that. There's been like, there was like maybe one moment where maybe we're in New York and she was like staring off at something where I was like, what do you see, Mabel? Mm-hmm. What do you see? And I was like, there could be a specter. And sometimes like, 
she has barked a couple. Actually, she's barked a couple times where I've been convinced it was a sp- uh, spirit. And Andy was like, no, there's like a dog barking four houses away. And I'm like, well, I don't hear that. Mm. I don't hear mm. that. She's just starting up, you know. I, I was like, now that Freddie is here, he is going to rat out the stalker. Yes. You know, like, and, yes. and it was kind of like a great curveball because you're like, the stalker didn't plan for her exactly. widowed mom to be going to Vegas and need her to watch Freddie. You know, exactly. and like cats, I don't think care. Like, I think a cat would climb under the bed and be like, bitch, I lay here, too. Exactly. Um, but a dog's like, I know you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Don't you steal my lasagna. OK, so then we get another scene. Dennis knocks on the door and asks if the police have contacted her. Sorry to bother you. I just wanted to check to see if the police had contacted you. No, they didn't. Is something wrong? Apparently, they got some reports of vandalism of some cars on the street. You haven't seen anything suspicious, have you? This is this is what I'm saying. It's like he goes out of his way to like need to come over, and to me, that's creepiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I understand what you're saying now. Actually, if he was it all 80, together, if he was 80, I'd be right. He'd be you're living, correct. He'd be living It'd in be my different. home. Okay, it would right, be right, totally right, right. different. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know. Are you even retired? Like, what is? I, right. I guess we don't know his story. We right. don't know his story. Is he just like well, may- an older gay man who like right. on, it d- only does floral arrangements on the weekends and like does really have a passion for people's sprinkler systems running correctly? Absolutely. That could well, be it. That could be it. Maybe that's one of the other under the bed movies that you <laughs> would have accidentally watched had you not gotten the right link. But okay, okay. <laughs> We're going to have to see, maybe see if we can do that spinoff under the bed, too, under yeah. Dennis's bed. But OK, so Freddie is upstairs freaking out and bothering the stalker again. What are you looking for? There's nothing under there. And then Callie is like, oh, my God, here he goes again. So she pours him food. And of course, because he's a damn dog, he's like, OK, right. I guess I'll leave the stalker, but I will be back. <laughs> Absolutely. And I felt that was that felt very real to me. I was like, yeah, of course, if you offer a dog food, it will stop whatever it's doing. Yes. But if, she, if it hadn't been dinner time, she would have been right. like, what, Freddie? Exactly. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like all of these like near misses. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Okay, so next thing we see, I believe Kelly is smoking a joint. I, I thought so too. And I was like, this is huge. We've never seen weed in a lifetime movie. And, in, and this was made in 2017, and mm-hmm. it was passed legally in California in 2016. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I was like, this is possible. And and like it's yeah. definitely like weed smoking vibe. It's not because yeah. she's like writing. Um yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not a cigarette. It's like and you you can tell it's hand rolled. And I'm like, Kelly. Yeah. Gets down. I love Callie. <laughs> okay, well, but she... then, of course, to bust up her buzz, damn Owlhead comes in again. Right. And they talk about marriage and love, and then he tells her to listen to a love song that he saw on her likes while right. he was talking right. on, on her computer. Oh, Lord. I would have honestly just been like, again, because it, it it would be different if in the conversations she seemed like she was like enjoying him. But she mm-hmm. never seems like she is. Do you know what I mean? Like she kind of just like no. gives you like one sentence flat answers, even though he's trying to bring up all these things that he knows will resonate with her. It doesn't seem like she notices or cares. So it's like, okay, whatever your game is, mint toothpaste, it's not... It doesn't seem to be wooing her at all. But then, no, and 
there there are men in my DMs that I have this type of relationship with. But honestly, the way to keep it going is they have to give me a new piece of content of mine they've watched. You know, like <laughs> they need to be like, oh, wow, I just saw this episode of Lights Out I'd never seen before. And then I'm like, OK, I'm back in. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's like uh, he said one article. That's not right. enough. That's not enough to keep going back to this well. I know. And also, we need to talk about how he has time to, like, both message and film everything. Because while she's asleep at some point, he's in the garage going through boxes. Yeah. And then that sweet little terrier, Freddy, finds him and starts barking. And then Callie's like, I don't have pets. No, this is why you need an animal. Thank you. I'm like, this dog is going off. You need to see what it's about. I was like, it's just like, ugh, I don't know. She like just doesn't understand how dogs work, that they don't just bark their heads off for no reason. <sighs> anyway, but see, here's the thing, though. It is like the next morning and you see the camcorder is just like on the sink, like on the edge of the sink in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, is she? Yeah, out? I'm like, where is she? <laughs> but then it looks like she's in the shower. Again, sometimes it's shaky camera movement in the style. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, and, where are we? And and because then it seems like from the next scene that she's at the grocery store. And I was like, maybe he's just watching earlier footage. Right. You know, like he's like, what What do I have? You know, like an editor yeah. who's going through the day before um, mm-hmm. his dailies. His dailies. Uh, he's getting his, his dailies. He's getting his dailies. Stalking. He does caress her bridal gown. Yeah. And... While he finds a gun. Yeah, he finds a gun. He finds a gun. And you know, a lot of Lifetime heroines have guns. It's like, so she's willing to own a firearm for protection, but she's not willing to open up any crevice in her home to see who's behind it. Yeah. Okay, um, we are are about to get to a very upsetting part. So why don't we just take a quick break? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so really quickly, because we don't want to have to like think about this right now, really quickly, Freddy, um, trigger warning, trigger warning, animal cruelty. Yes, he kills Freddy. All right, puts him in a bag. We see him dig a hole. I thought, I thought I was was living. I was devastated, and I also held out hope until the final credit rolled that Freddy was still alive. I know, I know. I I just needed it to be so. Freddy is the Ruth in this movie. You, You know what I mean? Like Ruth from, um, Deadly Exchange, the woman was like, somebody was killed and we didn't really address that. Yeah. Because I felt as though it was like, because then, because like the whole thing, at some point she's talking to her friend Ronnie where, and Ronnie's like, don't worry, the dog will come back. It's like, if my mom left anything in my care (laughs) while she was on a trip and I did not have that thing when she returned, I would fear for my life. Let alone 
her dog. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like, oh my God, I borrowed my mom's sweater and I spilled something on it. It's like her companion, her angel. Yeah, it okay. was it, it was really dis- devastating. There was a disgusting moment before it too where we see the stalker stick his fingers in the birthday lasagna. Ugh. And he does feed it to Freddie, so I was happy for Freddie to have one final delicious bite of lasagna. But justice for Freddie. Absolutely. Justice for Freddie. Absolutely. Rest in peace, King. All dogs do go to heaven. They better. They better. Okay. So ding dong, the doorbell rings. It's Callie's ex. Cal? You home? And he's still got a key. He comes in. He's getting his mail. And then... He looks around the kitchen a little bit. He sees Callie's birthday invite. And then he begins to walk around the rest of the house. Very a la stalker, if I have to. I know, exactly. I was like, okay, so men just coming up in here. I thought he was about to move into the closet. I was like, maybe like, somebody go get in every yeah. orifice of this house. <laughs> They're going to run into each other and be like, what yeah. are you doing here? Um, so he writes her a note asking to talk and then he leaves. And then the stalker comes out from where he was hiding and like seeing the ex has just like made him snap and he takes a picture of Callie and the ex what is his name Brad Brad that's the name of someone who you know you'd break up with while being engaged and so the stalker like stamps on the picture so aggressively and just like Mm -hmm. leaves it broken on the ground face down I mean so Callie gets back home she sees the note and then she's like I gotta change these locks and it's like it's a little too late unfortunately she starts to look for Freddie but then she notices the smashed photo and that Brad has ripped up the stuffed animal that Freddie liked or she thinks she thinks Uh, Brad did this because she does not know there's a man living in her house Um, (laughs) and then this makes her snap and so she goes to her like photo albums and is just like ripping photos of Brad out of it yeah 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 which I mean, it's so it's it because it because as she says when she's talking to her friend Ronnie who comes over is like why smash her vacation picture you know and then leave a note wanting to talk you know what I mean like I yeah, was like it's, this is not adding up but no. um she is like worried about Freddie she goes she back ain't worried to about Freddie enough she's, okay I'm mad at her ass no, she is right. not worried about Freddie enough. She's just about to find where Freddie is, which he could have been still alive at this point. It wouldn't have not that it would have been not that long. And right when she's like about to get to him, that song that the stalker told her to listen to only because he knows from looking in her computer starts blaring in her bedroom. And she does seem actually creeped out at that point. Not creeped oh, out to finally, like, do anything. Finally, but. <laughs> just a touch of Halloween spookies when she hears a song blaring. I'm like, oh my God, girl, you are off your rocker. But she has the good sense at least to have Ronnie come by. Yes. And I was like, she's like, Ronnie, Maybe I stay there. Be alone. Stay. Exactly. Forever. Exactly. And they have a nice little friend moment. Listen to this. All right, Cal. I have some advice for you. Okay. Just... Forget about everything that's going on right now. You have so many things to look forward to. Just deal with your article tonight and look forward to your birthday party tomorrow. And none of those things involve dealing with your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I I would say all of that is great advice if you don't have a man living under your bed. Absolutely. Okay. We do see her take an Ambien this night. She loves her Ambien. Um, And then he's filming her sleeping. And then he starts to touch her. And that's when I was like, okay, it's the Ambien. 
Yeah. That's when it kind of made sense. Because I was like, oh, okay, so he saw her take it. And it's like, she's so out of it that he can just touch her body. Yeah. It's so then, like, I know, I know. It's it's horrifying. And and the thing is, I I know we're being like, Callie, how didn't you know? The bad person is the stalker. Um, yes, 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 and, of course. And, and Callie is the victim and we just want this to end for her so we're like please turn around well that's the thing this whole movie is such a slow burn yeah and so there is also this, this rising t- yeah you get frustrated it's like a rising tension where you're just like oh my god can you please just yeah. see he it's, left a shoe in the hallway because he seemed like the type so it's like it's, when is he, it's like in a horror movie out. when someone runs the wrong way and you're like no mm-hmm. no not that way and unfortunately this is like 90 minutes of her running the wrong way Absolutely. Um, speaking of, she is running the next morning um, and she hears a dog and she's like, oh, that reminds me. <laughs> See, and this is why now and this is when I stopped feeling bad for her, because how do you forget your mother's dog is missing? Um, and this is when Ugh. I feel bad for her again, because we see the stalker add hydrogen peroxide to her smoothie. And I'm like, what does that even do? I know. I know. It's like it's so gross. But I was like, yeah. is he, I was like, he can't be trying to kill her because no. he's obsessed with being with her. I thought, well, I'll tell you what I thought when when it happens. Um, So then her sprinkler goes off and Dennis is, of course, all over it um, because yeah. it's still broken. So he goes over to Callie's. The front door is just open. Uh, yeah, which wide open. Strange. Wide open. Very strange. Kelly, it's Dennis. I noticed your sprinkler head's still broken. Um, so he goes inside. Hello? And then we see that the stalker attacks Dennis and injects him with a syringe. Yep, that's it. That's what he had. His overnight bag full of syringes. We thought it was going to go to Cali, but it went to Dennis. No. But you know what? That's why you bring a bag of syringes. Because so, you never know who you're going to need to stick. And and at this point, I'm like, oh, gosh, I guess Dennis was really trying to help. He just wanted the sprinkler fixed. <laughs> so um, Callie gets back home. She drinks the hydrogen peroxide smoothie. And then while she's in the shower, she pukes. And I was wondering, maybe he wants her to cancel her birthday party. To be like, oh, I'm sick. I can't yeah. have my party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. But also, here's, you know what? I have to look up something. Um, hydrogen peroxide taste. Okay, is it really, is it odorless? Is it colorless? It has a bitter taste. So I'm like, girl, you made this fruit smoothie and then suddenly it's got like a bitter chemical taste. Again, I know she's a victim, but I just feel like she gotta just focus. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you'll like this part because next we see Callie and she's calling shelters looking for Freddie. Yes, I'm checking to see if anyone has handed in a dog over the last 24 hours. Yes. So she is? She's being proactive. And then she sees Dennis's hose is running and Mm -hmm. he's nowhere in sight. So she's like, that's weird. She goes over. Dennis doesn't answer the door, which I'm sure is like very out of the ordinary for Dennis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dennis is always home. Dennis sits at the front window and opens the door (laughs) before you even get to knock. You know, like you're about to knock. and He's like, hello. Um, And so then she goes back over to her garage. Something smells. And so... That's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's the garbage. So she takes out the garbage and then she notices broken glass shards that look like the lenses of someone's glasses. Yes, 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 yes. And then very well, quickly, it's party time. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, well, we can't get too stuck on that if we're counting because it's party time. And the party's popping. Yeah, I thought they were going out. Yeah, me um, too. The party is at her house. Uh, which frankly I was like oh okay that's good maybe someone will find the stalker you know yes exactly I was like oh finally a bunch of people are gonna be here yeah and somebody's gonna be like um 
I tried to sit in your bed and somebody yelled. You know what I mean? Like, he, he honestly could have put on his button down shirt and probably joined and been like, yes. I've been here the whole time. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, that would have been good. At, that would have been a fun moment, actually. Yeah. If he was I, like in the party and yes. we didn't know. I think also it would have been a fun moment for us to be extras in this party. Yes. You know, like yes. I think we could have been great guests eating mm-hmm. like um, some veggies uh, <laughs> doing some past app work. I would have loved that. Wait, um, no, I'm not serving at the party. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, we, no, we're just like the fun gals that are like, weenie. <laughs> okay, no, Megan, I'm not going to be at the party serving. Oh. Uh, even as a bit. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. I might have my own tray. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, these are not my offering it up. Okay. crab cakes. Okay, then yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, you yeah. and I are just sitting in a corner with our own trays mm-hmm. of food. Okay. And, yeah, just eating and, them, just chilling. And then we're like, it feels like there's a stalker in this house, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ronnie's trying to get her to, like, talk to some guy. Um, Callie's not into it. And then Brad, the ex, shows up. You know, I'm just going to ask him to leave. No, 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 no. I'm going to no, ask no, him to leave. No, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't want you to do it. Listen, if he wants to talk, then fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Callie is so bold as to be like, we can go upstairs and talk. You have five minutes, which uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, nah, it's my birthday. I yeah. can talk to you tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, at best. Right. Like, you can take a beer to go. Um, <laughs> so Ronnie goes up to check on them after the five minutes, and Callie is crying, and then Ronnie leaves again, and then we finally get some details about what led to this breakup. Like we hit a brick wall, like suddenly we were strangers to each other. Sorry, Brad, I'm pretty bummed about the fact I might never have kids, okay? Yeah, but you didn't share any of that with me. You shut me out, Cal. I needed some time. Okay. Oh my God. So you know, a, that a, is terrible. Yeah, yes, she's gone through it. It's a te- you know, and again, this is where I feel like this this movie was all style. And obviously it was paced this way on purpose. But I think, okay, you hear that towards the end. And then maybe I'm meant to kind of buy why she would a, talk to a stranger, a stranger. online. And why she's just in a fo- an emotional and mental fog. Well, yeah, but we also know it's like you are going to be engaged to somebody and it ended and you're upset about that. And at one point, you know, she doesn't even, they say like her loan is going to be denied because her credit score is not enough on her own. Like stuff is, you know what I mean? Like her life is not going in the direction it was supposed to go in, you know, as when she planned it. So to me, I was like, you didn't necessarily have to hide the ball on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, it would have, it would have actually helped us understand why she's in this state. That she would be missing. Right, why she's like not paying attention. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we do have to say, for all that she's going through, this house, knowing the Pasadena real estate market, is a good one point six to two million dollars. So <laughs> I, I feel for her, but I also listen. Do I want to live in a two million dollar house if there's a stalker in it? No. no. But you get the stalker out of there. This is great real estate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And you've yeah, got yeah, a yeah. you've got a neighbor who's invested. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Callie stands up. She, like, kind of stumbles. She, you know, she's a little buzzed. It's her B-day. And then they start kissing. And then they start hooking up. And then they start having sex on the bed while the stalker is, yes, underneath the bed, filming mm-hmm. their feet and Ugh. listening to them have sex. I mean, this is what I mean. Again, at one point, it's like, if I don't, if someone was under my bed, 
and I was in a, in a state of motion. Okay, I love making state. You would notice that the bed isn't like making noises. Bouncing. You know what I mean? Like it's not giving. Yeah, it's not like giving under yeah, the weight something. because there's someone under it. Well, they I'm do. Like, huh? There is a noise at one point, and Brad's like, "What was that?" And she's like, "I think we broke the bed. I think it was the stalk. I think the stalker like punched the bed. <laughs> I think he was yeah. mad." <laughs> um, but I, I'm like relieved at this point because I'm like, okay. There's someone else in the room with her right. outside of the stalker. Like, yes, we're, exactly. We're, we have a safety net. Yes. Um, oh, party, so we think. The party's obviously like the people have left. I mean, a little, I guess it's understandable. I would be like, I did come here for the birthday girl and she did have sex with her ex fiance and not speak to me, but <laughs> I am glad I had Naomi and my own tray of appetizers. <laughs> um, so the next morning, they're laying in bed, they're holding hands, and as Callie turns to look at Brad, she sees it is in fact not Brad, but it is the stalker in bed with her. Can you imagine? This is how this is where we first see this man. This is when we first see this man. I and it is was such a jolt. It was I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I was so freaked out. Um, she obviously begins to freak out and she starts right. fighting back at him and then he pulls a knife on her. Yeah. And then he says this. I'm gonna have you touch me. Make you touch me. And we're gonna say that scream though. She she pulled. She yanked his penis. She hard. yanked his penis. And I said, "Good girl." I yeah. said, "Good girl." She's back in the game. She's she got her head in a swivel. She yanked. A, it was a mean yank, not a not a yeah. nice yank. No, not a not a not a tender no. romantic no, no, moment. No. Okay, so from yanking his dick, um, she is able <laughs> to get away from him, and then she runs into the bathroom, locks herself. You gotta in. run down. Stop staying upstairs when you try to run from somebody. Unless they're blocking the door, you want to go down and out. Down and out, yeah. so you're not down and out. Do you see, yeah. Megan? No, you're right. That's the rule. Down and, down and out, out, so you're, so you're not, not down, down and out. out. Um, he, the stalker's like at the door trying to explain, and then she looks over, and Brad is dead and bloodied in the shower. Very upsetting. <sighs> Very yeah. upsetting. And then the like door ding-dongs, and the stalker's like, I'll be right back. Don't cheat on me. <laughs> what? Yep. With the, my <laughs> dead ex? What? I know, with a dead body? What is wrong with you? A lot of things. Well, then the stalker gets dressed. Grabs his camera because you know that's what he—that's his true best friend, <laughs> the real love of his life. And and who's at the front door? But Ronnie, good okay? friend. Okay, because Ronnie, the B- BFF, who's like, okay, when I left, Callie was supposed to text her, yes, and be like, I'm good. And Callie did not text her, and so Ronnie came over. Great friend. Cal, Brad, this better be good, Cal. I was dead asleep when I got your text. But Ronnie goes in and she sees. A phone covered in blood, okay? Now, I feel like if this had been Callie, she would have been like, whew, I'm losing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But Ronnie's like, uh-uh-uh. But then the stalker comes out of nowhere and he strangles Ronnie. No. And that was very sad. I felt like, you know, Ronnie's a real one. You know, Ronnie was just out here trying to make sure you didn't, you know, kill your ex-husband. <laughs> and meanwhile. Our death count is at four now. I know. We've got know. Freddie, Dennis, Brad, and Ronnie. Like, yeah. That's the crew. Yeah, that's everybody. This guy is just like off the rails. Okay. So God. meanwhile, while he's down there killing her best friend, Callie tries to call 911, but the phone line is cut. So like he's mm-hmm. prepped. Um, right. So right. she goes to get her gun in the closet. But the gun is gone. 
Absolutely. Much. Absolutely. Okay, so at this point, Callie is only armed with a towel rod. Yeah. Um, but then she goes down the hallway and she tries to like escape through a window, but the window was nailed shut. When did he nail the window shut? Probably. You telling me you didn't hear a bitch with a hammer and a nail? I bet it was I bet it was <laughs> when she was at the grocery store. So you'd think that they've been shut for days. I think he's been prepping the house. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so she breaks the window and then screams out the window. That is a good plan. Yep. Um, but and- again, this is the suburbs, and this is why I don't like to live in the suburbs. In the suburbs, no one can hear you scream, okay? And nobody, people are in their houses, all hiding behind their curtains. No one's listening for anyone else. Yeah, people are on their Pelotons, so they're, they, they can't hear. They can't um, hear. And so the stalker hears her. And so then he runs in and she goes to hide in the closet. So he comes in. She makes a run for it. She does go down the stairs, Naomi. Thank you. Thank Um, you. This is what I'm saying. She sees Ronnie's dead body laying there. So that obviously, like, stops her and gives the stalker enough time to catch up and grab her. But then she whacks him with the towel rod, and she gets away, and she runs to the garage. But he's cut the electricity, so she cannot open the door, and she's trying to push it open manually, but it just won't go. I know. Oh, my God. This guy, he's done all of it. (sighs) All of it. And, And then we see him grab the gun and come into the garage, and now this. Callie... You don't have to hide from me. I'm all yours now, don't you see? No more cheaters. No more fair weather friends. I mean, I'm the only one that knows the real you, not the facade everyone else sees. People are weeds, Callie. They choke the life out of you. I saw that happening to you. That's why we can't have any more distractions, Kelly. It just has to be you and me from now on. Come out. Let's talk. Kelly. Don't come near me. I understand you're upset, but believe me when I say that this is for the best. This is really a new beginning for both of us. Trust me, once you get to know me, you're going to see my instincts are really right on. Oh, God. He's really creepy. My instincts are right on. And he is. He looks, he's, you know, he's, he's just a real creepy looking man as well. Yeah. And, and of course, the way he um, talks, but it's interesting because he's like a different kind of creepy. You know, often in a lifetime, you'll have that stringy haired, you know, Mm -hmm. guy almost who looks like the dad from Back to the Future, a Crispin Glover energy. But this time, it's like this kind of like, clean cut almost like howdy doody twisted howdy doody vibes yeah and during this monologue Callie is looking around and she sees dead Dennis okay so she's like okay you didn't kill Dennis who I thought was the actual creepy one in this whole scenario but she does grab a baseball bat thank god Brad's (laughs) recreational things are still there (laughs) are still there I know I was like wow I guess maybe he didn't get rid of what he should have been getting rid of when it came to Brad's stuff but okay and then and then he says I'm nobody and she, like, it clicks with her that that's who she's been communicating on right. knockoff aim with. While all this is happening, though, Beverly D'Angelo, mom calls and is like, hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Got to pick to pick up my dog. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, why did you never tell your mother that you couldn't find a dog? Anyway. And, and I'm, because she's in Vegas. She's having fun. And at this point, I'm like, good, mom's coming. And then I'm like, yes. no, we don't need one more dead body. Time to meet the parent. But then she walks in. She's like walking in the house, calling for Callie and Freddie. Now, here's my question. 
where is Ronnie? Do you know what I mean? Like in this, she, mom says she'll be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. And in 15 minutes, he has managed to clean up he dragged a dead Ronnie. body. He dragged yeah. Ronnie somewhere. Yeah. But because when she walks into the dining room, Callie and Mr. Nobody are sitting at the table in a very, very clearly creepy hostage situation. Yes. It, but he like, is wearing that button down shirt he brought. He is. And, and he, he like got Callie to like, you know, it looks like they're about to have like the worst Sunday dinner of all time. Yes. Um, yes. He, he does have his camera and it's of on the course. table. And you can tell Beverly is like, what the hell is going on? Exactly, exactly. And cat and he's like, go get the lasagna. So Callie goes to get the lasagna. Cold. And we see the, Freezing cold yeah, lasagna. Just cold lasagna. Just ugh. and we see the stalker, he's still got that gun. He's holding it. It's in his lap under the table. But we see that when Callie goes to get the lasagna, she puts a knife under her sweater. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how you keep it there, but okay, at least you're getting something. At least you're trying something. And then Bev and the stalker start to eat the cold lasagna. You know, I feel like at some point Bev should have taken out her phone and she could have been under the table dialing nine, one and one. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, Bev, you know this crazy. This random man is up here making you eat cold lasagna. No, and Callie has tears in her eyes. It's not like she's like, hi, mom. Like, it's like this is she's clearly being held hostage. Um, Right. Bev does make an an attempt to have sort of like meet the parents small talk, though. (laughs) Oh, but it's anything but small. Listen to this. So, how long have you known each other? Well, this is gonna sound cliche, but we actually met online. Not right, Callie. But uh, we knew right away we were meant for each other. Which brings us to the real reason we wanted you to join us here today, Mrs. Monroe. Callie and I have decided to get married. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Big surprise, right? But Kelly and I, we were just destined to be together. Right, Cal? I mean, some people spend their whole lives searching for true love, never finding it, but they, they, they keep getting sidetracked by false positives, but not us. Not anymore. Right, Callie? What we have is the very essence of truth. And you have my word, Mrs. Monroe, that you will never find anyone more committed to your daughter than me, which is why it would be an honor to have your blessing. Oh, no. Her blessing. Her blessing. And it's like, Bev is like, what is going on? Like, very much like, this is not funny anymore. And then basically Callie blurts out that he killed Brad and Ronnie. You also have forgotten Freddie and all this. Be like, and, and, while I'm giving you bad news, I'm just going to tell you, and I don't know where Freddie is. You know what I mean? Lump it in there. She'll kind of forget you said it. But anyway, but then the stalker, he like stands up, pulls out the gun, and he's like, give me your blessing, basically. And Callie's like, don't do it. And then he slaps Callie. And he's like, well, she was being rude. And I thought, well, hun, if you want the mom to approve, you shouldn't slap the daughter in front of her. No, that is not how you get the blessing. Well, that's that's not how you get the blessing. It's not how you get the blessing. Okay, but. so Beverly is like, yes, you can have my blessing because he's holding a gun to her. And exactly. then and then he says, thank, thank you. you. <gasps> You're a good mother. <laughs> oh, my God. And so then Callie rushes over, of course, tries to tend to her wound. And, but then and that's when she pulls a knife out and she stabs Mr. Nobody in the leg. Mm-hmm. And she runs to the door, but the door is sealed shut. Yeah. But then how did Beverly get in? Beverly D'Angelo, mother. 
Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, but then she's she like when he comes to grab her, she basically flings them both through the glass window. Yeah. So they and then she like runs to the backyard where she hits him with a shovel. And I'm like, OK, now suddenly you've got weapons at your disposal and you're using yes. them. Yes. And then she runs into a neighbor's backyard. She's got like blood all over her. And it's and it's like literally a dad grilling, having like an afternoon grill with his kids. And of course the kids go running inside. He's like, get it. But then she's like, help me, help me. And he's like, okay, come in. Yeah. And then you just see Mr. Nobody. He's like also in the backyard bloodied. And he's just like, well, okay. Well, I guess I lost her. I mean, the most anticlimactic end to this. I can't like, you know, I, I was at least hoping for my classic lifetime sound of police sirens in the distance. No. But, as someone sits and recovers. But we did get your classic lifetime one year later, which is a long Lich. time in life. That's a long time. That is um, a long time. So we see Callie. She is walking in downtown Pasadena and she has a brown wig. They may want us to believe she dyed her hair brown, but it is very It's a brown wig. A wig. Yeah, it's not um, a good wig, Callie. So she goes into a secure building. There is a doorman, um, and he calls her Miss Miller. And we know her last name was Monroe, so she's changed right. her name. Yep. And then he gives her something the courier dropped off. We see her, like, punch in a coat. Like, it's obviously this building has, like, multiple layers of security. Um, so she's not living in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes into her apartment, locks the door behind her, and then her phone rings. It's her mom. Hi, dear. Happy birthday. Did the package arrive? I think I just got it. Oh, that's a relief. I got it online, and you can never be sure about that next day delivery thing. So she is alive. Yay! Beverly Great D'Angelo news. lives! So Callie opens the envelope from the courier, and it's a DVD. And then... She goes to play it. And what does she start to watch? Footage from when the stalker was living in her house and footage of him killing Dennis, Brad, and Angel Freddy. Mm. Then she gets an instant message from Mr. Nobody. And we see, and it looks like we're seeing her get the message like from a distance, like someone's in a closet. Yeah, in her apartment. Yeah, we like see a closet door move. And it's like, he's in this apartment now too? Oh my God. We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Mr. Nobody's realized he's got to hedge his bets. So we cut to uh, a car wash outside at a full service car wash. And we see a woman uh, take her keys back from a man step into her car. And we pan up and we see that that man who gave her her keys is Mr. Nobody, the stalker. Oh, my God. he smiles at this woman as she drives away. And you think he's found another one. But he still seems to be working Cali. And that is the end of this movie. Ooh, girl. It, it, uh, that's not what I was hoping the end to be. I wanted no. this no, man rotting yeah. in the ground or in jail. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But no, he, he, it seems like probably killed Cali and then went on and we saw his next victim. The lady oh, at the you car think wash. In the middle. Well, I'm sorry. I just think you can't have somebody kill a dog and there not be justice. Like, that's the thing that we all agree on. You know that website, doesthedogdie.com, where you can, like, look and see what's up in a movie, like, if something terrible is happening? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, where you're like, let me know if the, there's, like, something really bad in this movie so I know not to go see it. And I'm just like, you killed... Uh, animal like you should be murdered i mean because they're because in lifetime movies we will kill 
almost any bad person. Do you know I what I mean? Know. Like even the ones where we're like, oh, you were abused by your mom and your father, and then you decided to stalk and kill people. Yeah. So and I'm like, you gotta she go. got to go to jail. Yeah. I'm like, he's got to go, Mister um, Nobody. I, I mean, poor Beverly. Her daughter's gone. Her dog is gone. Her husband is gone. I don't think she's going to Vegas again. Nope. Whew, Bev. Bev, spooky, Bev, Bev. spooky, so but spooky. we have learned like, okay, at the car wash, clicker only at the valet clicker only Yep. check under the bed. I always check behind um, a shower curtain, my Me house, too. someone else's Me house. Too. I need to get in there. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> also, we got to get some alarm systems, baby. But you know what? We're talking about how to avoid being the victim of a crime. There's no better person to be talking to than our next guest, okay? Comedian and podcast host Danny Murphy from Not Another True Crime Podcast. Who, Danny, if there's anyone who's going to understand why you and I are just like screaming at Callie, I think it's going to be Danny. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Okay, we are so excited to be joined by our, we're calling you our Under the Bed special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Comedian, podcast host of Not Another True Crime podcast, and an Irish king, I must imagine. (laughs) Yes. Danny Murphy. Uh, I'm full Italian, yes. No. Oh, Oh, what? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I was like, get out. 98.8%. 98.8%. Yeah, I'm 98.8%. Wow. Really? <laughs> okay, what's your middle name, though? Michael? Patrick. Patrick! Patrick! Right. I was right. I Daniel said it was Patrick. Pa- <laughs> I said it was Patrick. Yeah, I felt I it. Guessed, I felt it. I guessed Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Megan Elizabeth Gailey. Um, okay. And that's pretty, you know, my dad is Protestant. My mom is Catholic. Wait, and your acronyms, your, your initials are your name. They did that on purpose. That they is... They did? Oh, yeah, and they're proud. That's they're proud. Wow. They're oh, proud. Wow, Meg. wow, wow, wow. But it yep. always gave me something in school to, you know, when it's like, tell us something um, we didn't know. I'm like, my initials spell my name. <laughs> and that's something that actually people would know if they just looked. So it's not, that's not very revealing, Megan. No. That's okay. not revealing. Okay. okay. Listen, Peel enough, the onion. enough about me. Back to our Gaelic king. Um, <laughs> we are so excited to have you. You are in this podcast space, sometimes covering a little more serious than we do over here. <laughs> it gets heavy. It gets dark over there. It gets, yeah. 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 It doesn't get as heavy over here. Um, and and we hear you're a huge Lifetime film fan. Oh, it is my, it is, it is like the channel when I moved, I was like, I need to know CNN because what is happening and I need yeah. my Lifetime once I realize what's happening and I need to go to a place <laughs> where I can just watch and be happy and like, or get terrified and leave my body for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, have you been like because I know for me too Lifetime and True Crime I think they really informed each other I think Mm -hmm. as a kid I was watching Lifetime before I was watching True Crime 100% and it's what got me interested in True Crime because I was like oh my god where do these people come up with these amazing movies I'm like oh Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> oh, this happens. I are, this is like a real thing that we deal with. And you just get so fascinated because they all interlie with like the same vibe that it's like, oh God, it's like, it could happen to anybody. It could just yeah. be, I'm like, cause you see, I almost like you see yourself in so many of the situations where you're always like, I feel it's like whenever you see someone that's like in a cult, I'm like, how are you so dumb that you're in a yeah, cult? But if someone right. came up to me and oh, complimented right. me, I might be, I, you know, you never know. Honey, Every, I could use direction. If someone yeah. was like, I will tell you what to do and what to wear, I would say bless. Every documentary I've ever watched, I believe 100% of what they tell me. Like, I'm like, prove otherwise. Justice for the Avery family. Um, So speaking of any of this could happen to us, Naomi had strong opinions that she would definitely know if there was a man living under her bed and drinking her smoothies and taking bites out of her apples. Where yeah. do you fall on the victim blaming on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you guys have a VB scale. You're like, okay, <laughs> what level of dumb bitch? No, I have never been happier to be on the East Coast where like a studio apartment is what you get. Because yeah. I walk in, I'm like, I, I, I get tired of myself in my space. So I definitely would notice if someone mm-hmm. is somewhere. And then also, this is my, I finish every meal I start. Yes. I'm not sipping a smoothie yes. before running out. Yeah. So this yes. is, if, I would notice if it's gone and everything like that. But if I had a house as nice as hers, because she had a gorge. Gorgeous. Yeah, huge. We huge. Every time she went in a new room. That's yeah. very close to where I live. It's the nice side of the tracks. And that's a, <laughs> that's a cool two mil. That's two million dollars. <laughs> well, that's when she was like, oh my God, how am I going to pay for this? I'm like, you're not. Without your house. Yeah, yeah. Foreclosure, baby. Foreclosure. Uh, it's on going a local down on news salary? No, it's time to move, honey. <laughs> for Kilimanjaro. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like I would understand if I lived in a bigger space, mm-hmm. I would, but I also would be so terrified because of how much lifetime and true crime I yes. consume. Yes. I would check every single cabinet, every no, single it's cupboard. Tranny, yeah. It's true. I also don't want to live in a place that's so big, or I would definitely, I know me, I would want like a gate outside, not yeah. like high, mm-hmm. but just something where it's like, I want to make it a little hard for you. You know what I mean? I want to hear something creak before you get into cross the threshold. Mm-hmm. That's my it. vibe with all yeah. of it. Of the of the things he did, peeing, using her toothbrush, oh. sticking his fingers in her birthday lasagna, what was the most offensive to you? Oh, the one that because I'm just so, because I hate summer, so I hate when little flies get everywhere. The bite of the apple. Yes, thank and you. And putting back, because then that contaminates every single other apple. Ugh, yes. I also yes. don't know where she gets her apple. They might be like dirty to begin with. That, because then the flies get everywhere. It starts to smell and fly rot, situation. And uh-huh, it just, uh-huh. it really sent me over. And then also, but that was the moment when I was like, Girl, you girl. No, you didn't bite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You live alone and you have a t- and like there's a bite in an apple. You know somebody done bitten to that apple. <laughs> it's so I was just like, how is this happening? And I know she kept being like, maybe I'm tired. I'm like, how tired are you? <laughs> but see, they didn't actually spell it out. But I also think, you know, we've heard tell that, you know, when you take Ambien, it can make you do all manner of things. Uh-huh. And they made sure we knew she was Roseanne, on Ambien. Roseanne. That's right. true. <laughs> it can make you racist. Ambien makes you racist. It makes you tweet. Okay. We all know that. And so then Confirmed. it was like, is it supposed to be Ambien? But here's the mm-hmm. thing, though. I know my own bite pattern, okay? Mm-hmm. So if I see an apple and that bite don't look like my bite, I know somebody else bit that apple. Like, I just know. Mm-hmm. I know what I do, okay? I have a retainer. I know <laughs> my teeth. And also, his mouth would have been so much larger. than If you take one sip of a smoothie and you're like full for my jog, the bite <laughs> of an apple 
it's like the little tiny worm that pokes out. I feel yeah. like that's just what she <laughs> would nibble on and then yeah. move on from it. So that would have been a little red flaggy too. Wow. As a lifetime connoisseur, did you find this to be a, a, a stylistic departure for them? I, cause I have like, this was when I actually, I was like scared in a lot yeah. of moments of this mm-hmm. one. Like there mm-hmm. were, cause I was like putting it on. I was like, Oh God, what's going on? So I felt a lot of that. And I thought it was really interesting because I feel we got a little more, it had like bits and pieces through it, but I liked that there was a lot of different character development that was going on where I was like, oh, I'm close to the mom. I'm so yeah. close to the dog. Yeah. The, the, oh like, my God. Everything like that. So I, I mean, he did I a know. clean sweep. He cleaned house. I know. Everybody. And the scary Everybody. neighbor who I almost, I didn't trust him for a while. Me I thought something either. was going to go on. I didn't trust, I didn't trust him. him. And that would have him. been my thing. If he kept on knocking every day, I would have been more cautious around my house too, I feel like. Yes. If I had this guy who was like, yes. I'll look at your sprinklers for free. I'm like, who are... Right. And he was kind of a cop, but I feel that's like what every neighbor is. Who's like, like I'm just like, what? See, is I thought he was a, I thought he was a lonesome old man, and I no. just like I knew I was like I know his whole point. He's meant to be our MacGuffin. We're supposed to think it's him, but I was like, he's bored and lonely, and he's like, young he pretty girl, can I be your dad? You he know, was, like he wanted to help her. Now, Danny, did this story, you know, of a person living under a bed, does it remind you of any true crimes you have, you know, looked into for the pod? Because one of my big fears is someone, you know, if I had a home, again, if I had a home, someone being in a crawl space, this idea that someone could really be in the walls. And this has happened to people IRL. That's the creepy thing there. It was very creepy because it just kind of shows that like you don't really know what goes on in your own home. Ah! And there was one. And I know that this situation has happened to a lot of people. This is kind of on a different level. But there was this case in Texas. It was this outcry docuseries. Of course goes on. But it's just it was like and it happened where like a kid maybe did something with a a very young child. And it's like but it was happening in the house and no one knew what was going Mm. on. And it's like, how did know and it's like where you're like oh well some people don't know what's happening downstairs or in their next room and you don't realize that like the autopilot of life that happens sometimes where you're just kind of like if it was like you have five seconds to say what you ate for lunch you're like i don't fucking know right and then i'm like oh maybe i don't know what's happening over there yeah exactly it's creepy a lot of families are with their kids it's like you know we're a door open house or it's i was not allowed to go to a house if there was not an adult present and my mom would call and have to talk to an adult and Mm -hmm. it definitely ruined my social life and i was (laughs) i just wasn't popular so i couldn't go but like I would play in hindsight. I'm like, yeah, no parents were there. That's yeah, you were really like, that healthy. was a rule that was keeping me from being popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is your like? What is your? This is gonna sound strange. Favorite true crime. Oh, okay. Well, my favorite, because I feel like, because obviously sometimes there's so much heavy stuff that goes Mm -hmm. on. So I kind of enjoy a scam where rich people lose money. Yeah. Okay. That's where I sort of, it's kind of like, you're like, you're bad, but you're Robin Hood and you're kind of like, you're like, but nobody in the end got hurt. So I lived for Anna Delvey. I thought I don't know if you guys know oh, about her. Oh, she the one who was like pretending to be the German uh, wealthy. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay, so fun. She, and and I love she used her powers just to get like uh like Soho hotels hey. and going out <laughs> to dinner and everything like that. And then also I was just kind of like she got all these rich like millionaires to invest in an art gallery she was going to do that didn't exist. So <laughs> I just kind of like I always right. like when you can like tip your head to mm-hmm. uh, someone yeah. who's scabbing. Yeah. So like a sweet pick. Theranos. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. exactly. Where you're like, okay, but I'm not going to claim to do anything for you. She's legit. That- just like, I would like to go places and do things. She's not going <laughs> to pretend she's a scientist. She's not like, I can, you know, cure your cancer by taking a pinprick. She's like, I want to eat dinner. And I get that. 
it's I, it's respectable almost. I'm kind of like, okay, there's aspiration in that. And also you're kind of like, I mm-hmm. can learn something from you. Yes. Not that Theranos girl who really is. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Ugh. She but, wanted to make red box for blood. Yeah. I mean, those text messages, that's, there's been a lot of stories lately of text messages getting out. And it is, Naomi and I predominantly um, audio message and she's gotten me into it. And it's not even because we're saying scandalous things. It's just because we're talking <laughs> long windedly. Like, are there any discoveries you've had in this world? Naomi taught me through Under the Bed. I now, when I valet, I take my keys and I leave just the clicker with them. Because that terrified me when I yes. found out how yes. he found her. And also, why was she texting this random number so much? Uh, it, that's so And he low. wasn't interesting or charming. No. And it was an I, owl avatar. It's like you're not yeah. like a cute guy. No, I'm like, this is not scruff. You can save that for a different time and place. <laughs> yeah, so I was not, like, he didn't even I was like, no. Fisher. It was just yeah, a no. bird. But you know where the text messages come to play. Do you remember that case, Michelle Carter, where it was like, I love you, now die? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That girl, because it was this girl who was texting this yes, kid. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, then all, and then people yeah. were like, who knows how he ended up deciding, like, uh, harming himself. And then 500 text messages came out. And you just sort yep. of like, yep. it is weird, the power. And also, I feel now we're kind of growing out of it. But text messages, I feel, were such, like, confessional mm. for a while. Because you still mm-hmm. were kind of like, this is fake. And I feel that's how it was in this uh, movie. Because she was just kind of texting, being like, oh, this is my outlet for something, and then not realizing this is real life, and you're not realizing who you're text messaging and where they're coming from. I w- do you think Do you think he ended up killing Callie? I think so. I mean, uh. I feel like, I mean, I mean yeah. kind of like the ring, you will die in seven days. Like, first she watched <laughs> that entire video. I know she had to because it was the movie, but then she would like looked around like, <gasps> and I'm like, you didn't call, you didn't do anything else? Like, I feel that is just what ended up going down. I also don't know how her mom was like, I'm like, the mom, she's going to come over and it's going to happen. It just, you, you got to change. You, got, you can't do that. They should have just moved somewhere else. <laughs> I thought that because we ended with him like seeing someone else he liked, then maybe mm. he was off Callie. So like, for instance, he was like, I'm going to scare Callie one last time because it's about the power. But then Ooh. once he finds someone else, he's consumed with that person and then doesn't need to kill Callie. I mean, look, either way, someone's getting murdered. It's not really oh. a happy ending, but no, I just and she dyed her hair brunette, and then the new girl's brunette too. So it's back. He probably was done with blondes. I know. And then I was like, huh. Also, it's like when you go. Can we yeah. not say she dyed it? That was a janky that wig. Was a I said, Callie, if you try, if you try to evade a stalker, you need to get a good look because that is that a gust of wind would have taken that off her she head. Was like, listen, I got a High School Musical wig, and it helped me. How? How? She was like, I played thoroughly modern Millie in 04, and the wig still fits. The wig is here, and I'm owning it. Oh wow! Uh, oh, I do have I do have one last question. Ooh. Um, so I watched an entire film called Under the Bed that was the <laughs> that was the wrong film and I'm just wondering it's from it was from 2012 it starred young boys it was gruesome uh, I'm I'm wondering if you if you made the same mistake and, and watched any of that um, I want on record for police to know I did not watch any film no. with young boys in it. So <laughs> I don't know what this, what you're trying to skate you. me into doing, right. but no. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. I Life mean, whatever. <laughs> every, every movie, you need the blonde girl in Lifetime. And that's why you know I you're home. I should have known. Yes. I should have been like, known. why did Lifetime do a story about brothers? But I just didn't. <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know. Is it good? 
Um, it was gruesome, and at the end, the, the, the he's able to kill this monster by using his... <laughs> it's a monster, Danny. It's a, a monster, monster movie. <laughs> She's like, I watched it on Ambient. It was Squid Game. You're like, this movie... <laughs> he, he kills the monster by using his dead mom's ashes. So... <laughs> well, there I'll you let go. you decide if that's good or bad. I'm... <laughs> Curious, you know, I'll watch the trailer. Thank you. It's one ninety nine yeah. on Amazon, <laughs> and she paid for it. There's so many moments oh, at which Megan oh. should have realized this was not the movie, Danny. My husband paid for it. Okay. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, bra- bragging that uh, to Callie. Yeah, you're like, no, my husband. Yeah. 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 I did not spend a dime. Listen, I'll give I'll give his account info on this podcast right now, every, <laughs> so everybody can see the wrong under the bed film. <laughs> Oh, Danny, thank you so much for coming through and talking to us about all things true crime and all the creepy crawlies under the bed. And I'm very glad that you have never been murdered. Yes. I I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The night is still young. Go listen to our dear Danny Patrick Murphy on Not Another True Crime podcast. Oh, thank you guys. Oh, he was. I'm so glad that we had an Irish king here to guide us <laughs> to guide us through this terrifying film. Um, next week, this one, honestly, the title sounds happy. I know it's not going to be, yeah. um, but it is called Double Daddy. You know, like, Love it. oh, two dads. Love it. That sounds cool. Yeah. But a teen's life turns upside down when her boyfriend impregnates both her and a new student at school. He's been busy. That's what my mom would say. He's been busy. Oh, Um, he's been busy. So where to watch Double Daddy? Lifetime Movie Club. Come on. You know, it's my jam. For $3.99, you get a lot of movies. Like, I feel like it is a very good price point. And... They have just such an extensive catalog. I mean, a movie called Double Daddy. Can you even? When the titles get me excited, I'm like, yes, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, my God. So, you guys, I hope you will watch Double Daddy and come hang out with us again next week because it's going to pop off. Check under your beds right now. Bye. (laughs) I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, Tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. Our editor and sound mixer is Jonathan Seary. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 